Right, infidels, you found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, Walker! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Hello everyone and welcome to HMG Rampage Uncaged live right here on channelattitude.com I'm your host Jimmy T and my co-host they're back once again it is Mr. Chris Ams that's AMBS for Bullshit in the Morning right Chris? Welcome to Uncaged That's right it's C-H-R-I-S-A-M BS, something like that. I can't fucking remember how to spell it. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it's me. I'm back, and I'm uh, I'm talking about Rampage. Jesus Christ, <laughs> why? You Here sa- I am. <laughs> you sound excited. And to my bottom, we have the evil man himself. He is evil. Dose, Doctor Jeff Lipman. Welcome back to Rampage Uncaged. And what's happening, my friend? 
you know, I'm taking a break from my usual week away this this uh, time of year. I'm always in the same place uh, this time of year. As you guys know, I'm at the World Economic Forum here in Davos, uh, hanging out, me and the other globalists, and, and we're being we're doing elite stuff. And wait, hang on a second. Eric DJ. Yeah, Don. Donnie Jr. <laughs> we'll meet up later, right, at Hunter's place? Yeah. Yeah. Gates will be there. Uh-huh. All right. Check you guys later. Why? It's right. It's Switzerland. Knives in. <laughs> Jeez. Well, that's Jeff Lippman, everybody. Um, but before we get into the show, <laughs> it is. I just want to um, give out a, a couple of condolences. Uh, first, I mean, Jay Briscoe. I mean, what a shocker it's been. The way he passed away, it's sad. Let's be honest, guys. I mean, a woman was either blinded by the sun or she was texting and pretty much swerved into his lane and they had a, a head-on car accident which unfortunately not only killed her but killed Jay Briscoe so from all of us here at HMG and the PWC our condolences go out to, to not only Jay and Mark but to his whole family obviously and uh, yeah it's sad um, reach for the sky absolutely reach for the sky and them boys are no more unfortunately man but uh before we talk about that, I also want to give out our condolences also to Kevin Panetta, who unfortunately his his mother Debbie Panetta passed away this past week. And um, man, if you need us, Kev, you know where to find us, man. We'll always be there for you. So don't be shy to hit us up. The Dalek like King's said, mother is the Queen Regent. Absolutely, and she was. You know, and you know what? I get a good, I get a lot of satisfaction knowing that her favorite show was actually us. Believe it or not, on the PWC, it's true. So, um, yeah, our condolences go out to you, Kev. Well, why would she yeah. pick the Dollar Club show, especially when, you know, Jim Prenby is only the second rock hard now. There's a, Juice <laughs> Robinson is now rock hard. And and we have to give condolences to, to you, our own uh, Jimmy T. Right. What's your grandpa was, this week? So that, it's, That's it's, right. Yeah, a, a, a rough week in wrestling and a rough week in our family and our extended family. No, thank you. That means a lot. And uh, I was going to mention that, but it felt funny giving condolences to myself. But uh, yes, yeah, my grandfather unfortunately passed away this past week also. I mean, this all happened like within a day of each other between Kev, Jay Briscoe and, and myself. I mean, damn, <laughs> it is what it is. So yeah, our condolences once again to everybody that passed away this past week, which is very unfortunate. But we're not here to be somber. We're here to talk AEW Rampage. And um, clearly, you boys <laughs> weren't fans of the show. Chris, you look like you just saw a ghost after watching Rampage. So, <laughs> what what was so bad about it in your eyes, man? Well, it just it, <laughs> it lacked any importance. There was no impact on the show. I mean, nothing that ha happened in this show really moved anything forward that I could see. Important. At one point, I saw you know Brian Cage, and I thought, oh hey, he does exist still. That's good. Uh, but he came to the ring wearing a belt of, that's the the Ring of Honor, not trios title because they don't call it a trios title. It's the six man title. Which, my God, can we just get on the same fucking page as a, as a wrestling company? It's so They're stupid. Totally different I, things. Like, they they are. Hashtag no I more belts. Jeff. <laughs> hashtag no more belts. Jeff, tell them why they're totally different things. <laughs> I will not do that uh, because it's an <laughs> AEW show, not a Ring of Honor show. 
um, apparently. Yeah, that's my reason I'm sticking to it. Um, you know what? You said you look like you, the Chris looks like he saw a ghost. A ghost is interesting. This show is not <laughs> interesting. I, I mean, almost nothing made sense in this. And even things where they could have made sense. Like, I mean, Action Andretti versus Daniel Garcia is not a main event on any TV show. It's not a main event on the YouTube shows, let, let alone a primetime show. But they made a big deal that Sammy Guevara gave Daniel <laughs> Garcia new leather pants, new gear for this. So I maybe saw. those pants, they should have been too tight or they they were binding or something. And that's what cost them the match. It's like when George Costanza got the Yankees cotton uh, uniforms and they shrunk. And that's why no one used <laughs> cotton because you can't, you can't, once you wash them, you can't run any longer. Uh, I mean, that at least would have been a story. But no, they did. I mean, the only story advancement was uh, the freaking the, the, the House of Black thing without House of Black. So I don't know. We'll, we'll get to it. But I mean, it took I had to really work to remember what the first match was in it. And it's only when I saw you guys. I'm like, oh, yeah, their favorite Jobber Page. Yes, it was the first match, as a matter of fact, and probably the match of the night in, in many ways. It was Jungle Boy defeating Ethan Page, um, but that doesn't matter because of circumstance after the match, because after the match, Ethan and Stokely, uh, and Stokely blame Matt for the loss. Hardy denies he screwed up on purpose, and he says he's on Ethan's side. Ethan says he can prove it by teaming up with him to take on Jungle Hook next week on Dynamite. So, boys, we're going to get jungle hook versus hard page or something like that um are you boys looking forward to it i know chris is no not even a little bit um in fact i, I think the whole thing with these two guys teaming together is stupid in, in itself i think that if you're gonna have them team together you need to come up with a better name than jungle hook which is completely un unoriginal and just stupid they're basically putting a tag team together so that they and i mean it's just lazy booking you know that that's what they're doing and i mean if they're not doing it then god did they pick a stupid freaking name um and yeah i mean they're taking on a team that isn't a team and nobody really gives a shit about and one guy can't get a win and one guy is apparently now really on the side of the i mean didn't they like trick him into being on their side and now he's really on their side and he's their friend and he's going to try to be their friend this oh. sorry wasn't putting my wasn't doing that to you guys i don't mm. know if you can hear the background but my neighbors are bloody screaming <laughs> in the background but anyway sorry chris continue on Well, I guess he's frozen. No, I mean, what is this show? It, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, well, Jeff, maybe he can answer that. Jeff, what is this show? I, I think I'm just going to add to the complaints because, I mean, listen, everybody who's watched this show or any show I'm on knows that I'm no fan of Jungle Boy. But you just had him win a singles feud with Luchasaurus. You just had him beat a couple of giants. And obviously they're biding their time for Christian to come back. But like the, the routine it looked like they were going with is that he's going to face all the big man. He's, he's, he's going to be the giant killer. Nope. Instead, they put him in like the Saturday matinee, like boys, uh, you know, tag team. Because I guess the girls both think these guys are good looking. So they want them to be the, you know, the, the heartbreak kid, kids or something. 
and the whole thing with Hardy is stupid, and and Quinn Quinn is hurt, so that's why we never see him. Uh, I like Chris was not aware that just because they acquired their contracts, that all of a sudden that Matt Hardy considered himself a friend, and the payoff to this is going to be an Ethan Page versus Matt Hardy feud. Who cares? I mean, there's a whole bunch of nothing. Stokely Hathaway goes more and more from like an outspoken entertaining manager to a parody of an outspoken manager. Quinn serves no function. I I didn't think this was a good match. Ethan Page has his TNA body back. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember when when COVID started, started hit, he hit the gym. He's got a six pack. He was looking great. He got that big money contract, and 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 just in the last year, he's just like I give up. It's like he's now he's basically going. He's going for the Moxley body. Well, do you blame him? <laughs> no, I you know I'm a guy I haven't exercised in five years. I, I but I'm also 54 and don't have a job that that sort of might require it, but AW doesn't. But no, I don't blame him because he's he's not going to be pushed. He's not going to do anything. He's he's basically the Miz with less time. You know, without a mic next to the time. Well, I actually enjoy his his promos more than the Miz sometimes. So I'll just say that. Well, yeah, because he's not trying to be comic relief all the time. The Miz is. but his the Miz actually has more of a significant role. It does. It, the, the comparison no, it doesn't to the Miz matter. is on the It's just he's going nowhere. Matt Hardy's going nowhere. Private Party was never going anywhere, and certainly not individually. And 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 you know this Jungle Hook thing. I mean, unless they're going to be tag team champions, which they shouldn't be, this is just also stupid. Well, I've noticed they're emphasizing now more so than ever that they're calling him. Jack Perry instead of you know Jungle, Jungle Boy Jack, Jack Perry. Perry. I was hearing Jack Perry more so than anything than even Jungle Jack Perry. And Chris Jericho is terrible on coming. I hate when people stop are it, stop it, Jeff. <laughs> I love it. it. He's not even. It, it's not even funny. It's just too, we we all need a break from Chris Jericho. Well, funny you say that. We did get a break from Chris Jericho because he wasn't commentating last week. Or the week before, ironically. So. Well, we need a longer break. But, I mean, the one thing he had going for him is he blew. It, you know, he, they were going to be, uh, uh, what was it, Garcia Go was going to be the, the tag team name. He blew the chance to have a tag team called Jerry Garcia. Ah, true. Fucking, that's brilliant. Well, see, and luckily we're behind a paywall because uh, <laughs> if they hear this show... I mean, shit, Jerry Garcia. Well, well, I mean, well, Garcia lost the match, so it's going to be less sex gods. But he he blew the chance to call him Jerry Garcia because he's so stuck in the past and and wants to replay his greatest hits with just a little bit of a different note that he's got to do uh, Garcia go and, and you know instead of Jericho. Um, so you know, there you go. You 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 went with the wrong syllables. <laughs> Speaking of Chris's, uh, we've lost Chris for the moment. I don't know if he's coming back. I mean, do you think he's coming back, Jeff, or we've lost him for the um, whole show? I don't know. I was hoping that he sent you a message. Uh, I'm guessing he's oh. checking his connection, and uh, if he comes in, he comes in. I mean, you know, uh, I don't think we should make the folks... We, we can we can talk some, about my poor entertainment choices during the day <laughs> to see if he comes in. Actually, let's 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 talk about that because there's another thing I wanted to talk about too, which I forgot to mention. But um, please tell us 
your okay. exciting entertainment choices. Now, people, for the love of God, I don't care if you're curious, <laughs> do not, do not watch Velma. I, I, I think I know what they're trying to go for, but whatever it is, whatever they're trying to do, they did everything wrong, and it's barely funny. It's like either overly work or woke or so overly absurdly badly woke. Either way, it fails. I don't know who the show is for, but I don't think it actually succeeded in being for anyone. So don't watch Velma. I watched four episodes. So then I switched to the 90s show, the, the sort of the remake of the 70s shows. This was freaking awful. Okay, you're going, Jeff, you're a snob. A little bit. But you know what? I watched every season of The Ranch on Netflix. And I watched it just with five or six chuckles I got a week. It was fine. This is not this. This this is not the 70s shows. I didn't watch the 70s show every week, but I watched it. I thought it was a pretty decent show. Just this, all right. this was cringy, this this 90s show. It was terrible. I'm done after one episode. And then I watched a movie on Peacock called Sick. This, this is supposed sick? to be... Yeah, well, that's supposed to be, to be Sick? Or well, Sick is in like, that was good. No, well, no, the first. And basically, the plot, if there is one, and sorry, guys, spoilers, um... Mm -hmm. Is, is that uh, this family accuses a girl during COVID of being reckless and not adhering to protocols. You're kidding. And, and even though she was asymptomatic, she gave COVID to seven people at a party and their Tough. youngest son died from it. So oh the father, the mother, and the two surviving sons decide to kill the people involved, which included the guy who hosted the party. Uh, so we don't know the connection to them. And then, then they find the, uh, the this young lady and her friend and her wannabe boyfriend who surprised them by showing up there at this ridiculous lake cabin um, mansion really um, because they always post on Instagram so you you, you have no anonymity uh, and it's like ridiculous you know there's there's the whole thing about this six feet and the thing is, is it was the covid radicals who were the bad guys which is almost like an a, interesting... a wrestling faction Jeff yeah but that's it right it, it's almost like it's an interesting twist because usually it was the anti-COVID radicals that sort of got the bad rap, you know, in, in the mainstream. Uh, so this was the opposite of that. Um, anyway, there was a lot of mask comments and things like that. And, and uh, I, I don't know. So anyway, you know, there was some good death. You know, there, there was some good gore, but this was a... This was a shitty movie with a stupid plot, and even though it cost me nothing on Peacock, I think I still overpaid. So, so stay away from it then, Jeff. I, I shouldn't watch it. I like the sound of the plot. It sounds ridiculous, though, at the same time. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I'd say, it's an hour and 20 minutes, so I guess, you know, it's got that going for it. I also watched The Last of Us. Now, I thought the first 30 to 40 minutes was really, really good. But after that, it, it just felt like a trope and just a series right. of tropes. Like, I feel like I've seen it a million times before. And it was long. It, it felt like it was dragging, which is not good for show one. Uh, I'm not ready to re render a verdict on it yet. But if you're not someone who likes, like, The Walking Dead or the uh, or Conic McCormick's the, the Road or, like, sort of Terminator without the thrills, if you don't <laughs> like that stuff already, dystopian and, you know, zombified stuff, you're not going to like it. If you do like that stuff, like, if you love The Walking Dead still, you'd probably like this okay. Um, but if you're like, you sort of feel like you've seen this version like 20 too many times, don't bother. Ah, okay, Chris is back. Good. Good. You killed, I killed Jeff enough time for you to come back in. 
Sweet. Actually. And you didn't even and miss then, a, you didn't even miss a match. We we only we just we finished with the first match. And then true. I told I'm him about so my, happy I didn't miss any of the show. I know. You, <laughs> you missed my uh, my poor entertainment and leisure choices. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Chris, I'm proud to to say that uh, there's no delay now. You seem to be yeah one to one with with, with Jeff and I. You're here. You're here, son. You're here. Actually, before we actually speak more about Rampage, let's get into Jay Briscoe, though, guys. I mean, um, he's he's going to leave... Look, to me, they're the best tag team to never make the major leagues. If you want to call AEW's Ring of Honor the major leagues, that's, that's up to you. But unfortunately, they're not going to be around anymore. And look, let's be honest, they're probably the best tag team to come out of the indie scene and still pretty much be, you know, indie guys. And, um, you know, what happens with Mark Briscoe, though, man? Do you think we'll, we'll get him back, Jeff? Do you think he'll I, wrestle I still? I, well, I mean, he's too good at it not to. But, I mean, I, I don't know what's going through his head. I mean, that was his brother. They were only a year apart. He, he just right. had his birthday, like, two days after his oh, birthday. That's, yeah, that's sad. So, yeah, that's even I mean, worse. I hope he comes back if that's what he wants to do. I imagine that's what he loves to do, and that's probably going to be his happy space. I mean, it'll be melancholy, but I still think that's where he's going to want to be. But Mark Briscoe isn't really what I, you know, you know, except for sympathies to him, but I isn't really what I want to talk about. But I agree with you that the, the Briscoes are, they're one of the, the I mean, and not even tag team. I, I think they're the most successful indie act, period, that never made it quite to the big times. I mean, they're they're legendary. They're, they're, they're stars in the wrestling world without ever making it to the big time. I mean, even like people who are close to them, like, homicide was at least an impact when they were getting half a million viewers a week i mean the briscoes were an impact for a cup of coffee this past year when they're getting like ninety-seven thousand viewers i mean so you know everyone else i can think of that's even close to that level made it up you know they they you know joe brian punk the bucks you 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 name it you know even low-key started in the major leagues. I mean, maybe Davey Richards never quite got there, but he's he's great, but he's not like Briscoe legendary. No, not at all. And uh, before I get to you, Chris, um, no, look, they've left a legacy, and I've never seen an outpouring of support and respect from the whole wrestling community like there's been for Jay Briscoe. And uh, Chris, what do you yep. think the legacy the Briscoe brothers, them boys will leave in the pro wrestling business. Well, I think mostly it's what you said, you know, they're, they're going to be known as probably the greatest tag team to never make it, uh, to the big leagues. They're going to be known as leg a legendary tag team. People are going to talk about the Briscoes for years, for years. People will be talking about the matches that they had. They'll be talking about the matches that they could have had, what they would have liked to see, et cetera. The, the, the wasted opportunities from companies not signing them. Um, and yeah, I mean, most, you know, you can say 99, 98% of the, you know, internet wrestling community has been, you know, really respectful and good about it. Um, I did see one tweet where somebody was nitpicking about, you can't say rest in power because he didn't die the right way or something. And it's like, yeah, just let the man rest. I mean, right. fuck off, you trolls um and for me like for me as as sad as it is as a wrestling fan and as somebody who i mean i've talked on here about how much i love the briscoes i mean 
that whole thing that they had with FTR that should have been on an AEW pay-per-view. Hell, it should have been on a WrestleMania. I mean, it was so good that the whole the whole feud, including the match, was just I mean, Chef's Kiss good. And I mean, Jay Briscoe had lots of things like that as a professional wrestler that that should have had more of an audience. The thing that has me really worried, the thing that has me really thinking a lot is like I know that his daughter, like she hasn't, she hasn't been able to move her legs since the right. accident. There's been so, an I mean, update actually about that, and I'll get to that in a moment. But yeah, continue. So I mean, to me, it's like it's just it's awful all around. You know, it, it's it's so sad and so senseless, and it just it really to me it sort of hits home. You know, like I have two little girls, and uh, it just hits home. Like you don't know when your time is, so just try to make the most of everything you can and be there for the people that you love no for sure absolutely and as i was saying there, there was an update i'm trying to find it again it was on my facebook feed and this was only like 30 minutes ago i think um, her legs have stabilized i think that i think sort the prognosis of. is good that's true she's um she, apparently her legs are itchy for some reason she's getting an itch but yes she is kind of moving her legs again, or she's getting feeling or something like that, which is positive. Yeah, well, that's good. That means the yeah, itchy is good. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure, man. But um, yeah. Look, it's thank God that his daughters, you know, didn't get more hurt than you know they were. One of them was pretty much okay from the start; didn't really get many injuries or any severe injuries. The other one obviously had a hip replacement surgery just before, apparently, mm. which is which is crazy because of her age. And also um, her leg deal. So, yeah, hopefully she gets better soon. But like you guys said, they're going to leave a mark for sure, man. We're going to be talking about them boys for many years to come. I just hope, you know, they don't... I can see him saying that, that the FTR Briscoe boys match being match of the year because of circumstances. And I hope that's not why they end up saying that match. But I get it. I understand why. But... The pity part is just where I'm a bit, a bit funny about Jeff. Do you agree? Well, I don't know. It was last year, and it was my match of the year. Oh, uh, true, true. You're right. You I know, keep thinking for, it was you know, yeah. from which we did on on this very network, or at least the PwC. Um, and it, it was my match of the year, which I said on several shows, and and I specifically meant the last one of the, the trilogy. Though you know, there were probably six or seven other matches in in consideration, including the other two matches of the trilogy. And all three of the Cody Seth matches, um, so I, I don't know. It, you know, I, I don't think match of the year really matters or not in in this context. Yeah, you know, I think part of the outpouring of sadness is is I think embedded in there somewhere is that every wrestler knows that these guys could have been, you know, superstars up there like USO level, Rock and Roll Express level, oh, that kind for of sure. thing. And Definitely. They, they never were. You know, sometimes because they black, got blackballed, but sometimes because they chose to stay loyal. They had opportunities to go at various points in their careers, and and they chose not to. And and that loyalty and that staying real to themselves, and still working on the chicken farm, and and always bussing in, you know, four buses of of kids from from Sandy Fork, Delaware, to you know all the Ring of Honor shows within a hundred miles. And I, I don't know, they. they they, they they just were the real ones, you know. They 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 were who they were. They they didn't live a gimmick. They didn't have a gimmick. That's who they freaking were. Yeah. Um, and I think people appreciate that authenticity. I know that there was those remarks that Jay made several years ago, 
And the thing is, he wasn't even like wishing harm on anyone else. He was just talking about it in his own family. Call it ignorant, call it whatever you want, call it his opinion. But, you know, he tried to atone for that. But everybody in the wrestling world from every stripe, color, feather, ethnicity, uh, gender, binary, non-binary, what, what, every, the, the praise from, from the wrestling community is unanimous. And there's not like a lot of people in a lot of silence. It's it's a, a loud outpouring. Um, I don't know. It's sad. I, I don't know what else to say about it. And, and it sort of hit me hard because I'm sort of a Ring of Honor homer and I've probably seen the Briscoes live 15 times, something like that. Um, usually at pay-per-views because that's really all Ring of Honor did for a while. Um, I don't know. It, it's rough. No, definitely. Well, anyway, like we're saying, condolences to the Briscoe family, that's for sure. Or, you know, well, is it Pell? Is that how you pronounce his last name? Poe, Pell? Pew. Or Pew. Oh, there you go. Jamin Pew. Jamin. Jamin. Jamin Pew. There you go. I love his name. I love his actual shoot name, dude. It's, it's it, like, it, you it's know, Hebrew. Jamin J. Is it? It means like the the right hand of power or something like that. Okay, cool. There you uh, go. The right hand of God. Something like that. Pew. Learn a new thing every week. Well... Uh, after that news I mean let's let's go back to Rampage and um, uh, we get a Tony Schiavone segment in the ring he's in the ring for an interview with Ortiz Ortiz is upset with Eddie Kingston for thinking about hitting a woman with a chair he calls Eddie out to the ring to handle this like men face to face Kingston comes out with a chair and they face off Ortiz says their mental homicide would call him a coward and a fake tough guy Eddie reacts by hitting him in the gut with the chair and in the back and walking out as Ortiz is left withering in pain in the middle of the ring. I personally didn't mind this segment. Like Ortiz actually is a much better talker than I realized. Jeff, I know you weren't too much of a fan of it, but I didn't mind it. What do you think? I mean, I thought it was exactly fine. I mean, Ortiz isn't really known for his talking, but I mean, he kept saying, in our world, we never, we don't hit women. I mean, they're woke uh, now, Jeff. This is a woke AEW. Remember that, right? And what would our mentor homicide say? I mean, last I remember, homicide and Ortiz being together, they did a drive-by on a on a kid angle in in Impact. So I I I'm not, I'm not sure so that they, the guy's name was Homicide. So I, I <laughs> yeah. don't know. I, I, the hitters, I, remember, they were hitters too before that. Yeah, I'm I'm not really into any of this. And to have this whole promo without House of Black, you know, being seen somewhere looking on at backstage or looking in from some evil, dark and red smoke filled lair or something or hearing Julia Hart laugh like, you know, Bray Wyatt. I don't know. It's just it it just feels like it's something hollow for Eddie Kingston and Ortiz to do with House of Black and 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 really with mostly with the two guys, because we know Matthews is gone, as was you know, for, for further circumstantial came later in the show um, about that. But I mean, it was fine. It's a wrestling story, but is, is is it exciting? Is it interesting? Do I think that the House of Black and Malachi Black and Brody King should be involved in, in bigger storylines? Yes. Arguably, should Eddie Kingston? I don't think so, but I think a lot of AW fans think he probably should be in, in a better storyline than, than a feud with Ortiz. I mean, what's to say about Santana? He should be, you know, healthy and reha- you know, either rehabbing or healthy or a free agent. Ah, yes. Time for the break. Time for the no, show. No, well, 
the He's a Man Award definitely goes to uh, Eddie Kingston because uh, apparently he's not man enough. I say bullshit. He's a man, clearly. He kept calling him Shivani. He doesn't call him Tony Shivani. The whole promo is about respect, and he can't call him Tony Shivani or Mr. Shivani. I, and Ortiz is just so small. No, this didn't do much for me, dog, but it it, it was fine. That, that, that's all I'll say. It was, it was the least bad thing on the show. Yeah, possibly. Chris, did you like this segment? I hated it. Uh, <laughs> I usually... I usually care more about these guys. I, I like I like the characters. I like both of these guys in terms of their characters, in terms of their ring. But I mean, some of this just stretched to incredulity. You know, like you're talking about Ortiz is up there and he's like he's like you know I, well, I'm here Tony and I'm I'm here to talk to you, but I shouldn't even be talking to you. I should be I should just be talking to you know to my boy. And then, uh, and then, you know, let's talk about it like men out here in front of everyone with a microphone. <laughs> yeah. What? That's not how you handle your business. That's not how any of this works. Um, you know, it just, it comes across as being kind of half pregnant. You know, they want to talk about how they're gangsters. And in our world, it is, bro. Do they hate that. But, but, but they're still, they're having this conversation in the ring with microphones. Um, yeah. I hated this. I just thought that it was. I mean, and also, like, yeah, the House of Black needs to be doing bigger things. I mean, maybe at least at maybe at least out of this, they can get a win. They can actually win a feud. That would be good for them, I guess. But I mean, if they're winning a feud on Rampage, it doesn't fucking matter. Well, Buddy Matthews was once again back home here in Melbourne, Australia. Wrestling for MCW and not Maryland Championship Wrestling, but Melbourne City Wrestling here in Melbourne, Australia. Yes, and Australia does exist. For anybody that doesn't think it exists, it does. Um, but uh, yeah, so I guess he'll be coming back sometime this week. But you're right, both of you. Can we just start calling the House of Black the House of Whack from now on? Can we just go there? Because that's what they are. They're whack right now with their booking. Now, I don't know if it has anything to do with their problems in AEW or they just don't know what to do with them because what's the point of bringing them back just to have them do nothing really Jeff you're really going to ask me this question I, I don't know Tony just likes to have lots of toys around I mean I, I have no idea I mean if I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt with something I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he didn't know that Buddy Matthews felt that way necessarily he probably felt that he was over like the rest of them and their time out was over and but uh, again i said it on this very network I, i'm not blaming tk for this one when when a wrestler says well my contract is up i'm leaving why would i invest in those wrestlers and why would i invest in the in the act which is why i was a little bit forgiving that although the tag team name is like ridiculous like the kings of the black throne or whatever that at least they're trying to separate Brody and Malachi from Matthews for when that day comes that they're a tag team and hopefully they will win some tag team matches and when Buddy goes they can you know either they they pick up Ortiz or Kingston or whatever or or better yet they just move into the tag team division and you know put leave all this in the rearview mirror well to be fair they were kings of the dark throne even when they first debuted in AW I mean that you would see King and Malachi teaming up together as Kings of the Black Throne. So, 
Yes, that's right. Yeah. They did when they debuted. They were clearly identified as Black Throne, Gray Stone, Chicken Bone, but <laughs> you know, but they they dropped it for a while and now they're back. So I'm just waiting for the T-shirts. That's I just I can't wait for the T-shirts. Kings yep. of the Dark Tables, whatever they are. Anyway, Stephen King's well, The Dark Tower. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Great, great series. Yeah, great I agree. series. <laughs> Well, after that debacle, we get a Darby Allen promo from the, yeah, just a vignette, whatever you want to call it, a pre-recorded segment where he cuts a promo saying he won't slow down or take it easy. He wants Buddy Matthews in a TNT title match on Dynamite. Now, why the hell does he want Buddy Matthews and why would he call him out and put his belt on the line? Anyway, I mean, Jeff, is he silly? Well, he told us. Uh, he hasn't forgotten about the House of Black. But he's already beaten Malachi, and he's already beaten Brody. Uh, the only one he hasn't been is Buddy. So he's challenging him, and because Buddy oh. is leaving, uh, he, you know, Buddy gives, you know, it's it's a credible loss for Darby. Not that he really needs him. I think Darby actually would benefit from wrestling only once every five weeks, so he could heal up instead of True. twice a week now. Whatever the heck they're having him do, wrestling, like you know, Kushida and Juice Robinson and. and I don't even remember the first guy he, he wrestled, to be honest with you. I, I, I can't even think of it. Um, Wasn't Ethan started. Page? Mm, I, maybe. I don't I, uh, I, I couldn't even tell you. Damn if I know. Um, but uh, and then now Buddy Matthews. So, okay. Yeah, you know, it, it, so, should be, so, it should be a good match. So Kings of the Black Jobbers table whatever the fuck they are are basically just a bunch of losers so he's no, going to be house, every single one house of them. black the kings of the black oh, throne oh. Will, will prevail house of whack sorry that's right bad. house of jobbers he's so darby allen's literally going to beat every single one of them and <laughs> jesus well whatever man if they're all getting punished because of uh because of uh buddy so be it i'm assuming like you said jeff he's gone right surely once his contract is up yeah and stop calling me shirley Christ's sake. Anyway, Chris, any last word about that or we just move on? No, let's move on. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, we move on to the next match in a bit of a surprise, actually. It is Brian Cage versus Willie Mack. Brian Cage does end up winning via the jewel claw for the pinfall victory. Willie Mack, um, that was a surprise, Jeff. Uh, what do you think? Is, is he going to sign with AEW or is he just a jobber? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just saw Willie Mack on MLW lose to Jacob Fatu. Willie <laughs> Mack had a match with Brian Cage last week on Dark, which was, a, you know, an almost loss for Brian Cage. They basically ran it back and did it again, I guess, because Tony Khan would think it would be a banger of a, of a match. You know, <laughs> I know banger. people like Willie Mack. He's a fine wrestler, but people act like he's like, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin or something. I mean, he's... Oh, please. He's, he's a good wrestler. He's, you know, sort of, I know they call him 285. He's not 285. He's sort of undersized and, and he, he's all right. But I, whether they sign or not, I mean, who knows? Who cares at this point? They might as well sign everyone. Just what they need, another mid-carder with no plan for them to to, to lose to the, the people they do care about. But let's let's forget about that for a second. Let's, let's remember the context of this. Brian Cage is the person that MJF hired to hurt Brian Danielson this coming Wednesday on Rampage. So correct. They you either don't have him in a match, or you have him absolutely kill the guy. You don't have him 
just squeak by an 11-minute competitive match. He's supposed to be the killer. The first two matches were faces. The MJF was supposed to be the the, the, the cerebral assassin, the, the intelligent master of stratagem, picks two babyface wrestlers who never cheat, who like fair play. Uh, if, if for Brian, no, he should be picking just giant Goliaths who are, gonna, who are just out to try to hurt him. And the first one that even made a little bit of sense was Brian Cage, except he has no credibility in AEW. He's never won a big AEW match, or at least not in the last two and a half years. Won a couple of Ring of Honor matches, but that doesn't count. Different company, right? Um, so he should have been the first one. This should have been the first match with the money. Then they should go to, you know, should have gone to Lance Archer, you know, or, or W. Morrissey, you know, who's actually supposed to be in the firm that was actually engaged by MJF. That was their origin story to help him get the title. So why not help him keep the title? Don't you and, mean Beta Ray Bill? Yeah, the, mm -hmm. you know, right, Beta Ray Bill, exactly right. And, and then, you know, and then I, I, you know, next time get the abomination and after that, I don't know, the She-Hulk, uh, you know, and have her work. But <laughs> so, so it didn't make any context in the greater story. So I hope people enjoyed this, this, perfectly you know main event at at most any indie show across the country but this didn't belong on primetime tv given the context of the story that was in and especially given the context that the freaking matchup just happened like a week ago true that's true chris uh yeah i thought it was a good match um for, as a match i mean you know these guys can both work pretty well um, I like Brian Cage. I actually think that there's something to him. Uh, he's got size. He's got a look. Um, Willie Mack is a perfectly serviceable lower mid-card guy. You could always sign him to any company and have him be, you know, a serviceable television act. He's not bad. Um, he's not great. I like... <sighs> I liked the match. To be honest with you, this was my match of the night. Uh, but I hated everything about the match. I, I couldn't stand what they did. I, like Jeff, was wondering, why in the fuck is this match going so long? Why is Brian Cage taking so much offense? And, um, yeah, I mean, it just basically highlighted all of my problems with AEW booking in general. You've got a guy who you're trying to build, and he had to fight like hell to, to beat a guy who's never won a match in, on AEW television. Congratulations, I guess. I guess you're right, Chris. Yeah, look, it was it was all right for what it was, but um, I don't know what's happening with Willie Mack. I mean, he was all right in TNA, or sorry, Impact Wrestling, and MLW and whatnot. But um, Lucha Underground, yeah, and Lucha Underground too. That's right, he was. Uh, but I think he's ice cold. No one cares about Willie Mack really anymore. Let's be honest. There was a How time where the guy he is is he like Jay Lethal that he's like another very old thirty seven year old. <laughs> I'll find out now. Actually, uh, you I feel know, like you ought to be like forty-one. No, you think? I don't. I don't know. Let's see. I've got my prediction: thirty-three. Oh my goodness! Uh, that's my wait. Let's see. Hold on. Um, thirty-six. Okay, so he's like Jay Lethal. Exactly. He's he's, he's another very old thirty-six-year-old. Thirty-six. Actually, Jay yeah. Lethal was twice as old at thirty-six as Willie Mack. Yeah, well, Jay Lethal is pushing forty, so but he, now, he looks but great he, still. But right. Jay Lethal has was around for like twenty five years when he was thirty six. That's true. So, That's so true. now that he's really, pushing forty, he's been around for forty years. And Willie Mack is kind of a late bloomer, would you say, guys? I mean, he sort of started coming along about say five years ago. Has he bloomed yet? I mean, isn't he just sort of like one of those guys that's sort of like on the level of like you know, 
I don't know, like a you know a, an, an Effie or a Joey Janela or something that like you know they sort of like they have their indie following, but that's sort well, of it. Effie, uh, the one thing I'll say about Effie, even though he's not my cup of tea, he apparently makes a lot of money, man. Apparently, apparently, you know who else out- had he made a lot of money? Joey Ryan. So you know, it's you know, all about penises, Jeff. Right, of course it is. <laughs> um, I, you know, hopefully Effie does make more, and then maybe Effie's smarter with his money. I, I don't know, but I hope all these guys make money. I'm, I'm not even talking. I'm just talking about like you know where where they rank on the totem pole of wrestling or on the uh, uh, what's what's what am I trying to think of the like yeah the totem pole. You're right. No, like, it's not legacy. the totem pole. Like, like like the food chain. Yeah, right. I mean, I think, he's very I think, low on the food chain. I, I think he's sort, he's at the top of the indie food chain, but he'd be you know at the bottom of you know. I mean, MLW NWA that that's kind of his jam. That's kind of a space. True that. Well, that's uh, that's that. Let's move on though, because uh, we get the AEW commentators wishing good luck to the Jacksonville Jaguars this week, as Chris Jacker says he will be at the game and probably kicking someone's ass. Is that a hint, boys? Uh, something gonna go down uh i don't see why right neither do i but yeah anyway well let's move on to the next match though it is jade cargill and layla gray defeating the vanity sisters in jordan and Jaina. uh really guys jeff there wasn't really much to this one but uh two weeks in a row with with twins taking a loss true is that the thing now is that what we're getting them being twins at least this was a short match and, and the heels who, who, you know, won rather easily. And since there's a baddie split, I mean, this might be the only match that it, from a story and booking standpoint made any sense. Although you didn't see any of their enemies looking on or, or you know, being angry about it or interviewed. We didn't see Red Velvet. I guess Kiara Hogan is, is on her side. I don't know if they've mended fences. I mean, I don't know what Sky Blue's role in this is. Mean, Dude, let me tell you something. Yeah. Where's Bowell? What happened to that? Are we just going to forget that that even happened? Yes. God, I hope okay. so. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true too. But still, I don't like that type of shit that they've been doing. They're starting yeah. stuff and then it just... What I feel like is that Jay Cargill is, get, is getting into fights with fans about that, saying, we've moved on, you should move on. And when they're saying, whatever happened with the Chris Statlander story, she was supposed to come after you, then she injured herself. And Jay Cargill's like, no, Chris Statlander was never coming after me. It was always Athena. Excuse me, what? No, Athena came after you and turned heel after Chris Statlander blew out her leg for the like 42nd time in three years. Yeah, that's true. Chris Statlander He's... is basically the female Kevin Nash thing. Yeah. She can't seem to walk down Worse. the street without injuring herself. Yeah, and look, Jay, think what you want, but I mean, don't argue with fans. I mean, it's 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 you know, it's funny enough that you have your your shtick where you tweet every day, "Hate me if you want, but I'm the best," and everyone's like, "Don't hate you, we love you, you're a queen," <laughs> you know. But you don't need to actually fight with people, you know. Just just ignore it. I mean, you you're the closest <laughs> to a star that, that's there, so you know. Like oh, soaking the vibes, soaking the power. Yeah, yes, queen. Did I did I do that right? Yes, queen. <laughs> I definitely didn't do that right then. <laughs> Chris, did you like the match? Uh, I did. Yeah, I mean, this was the the match sucked, but the booking was actually the right booking. Like it was a quick squash for the people who are actually over, who have an actual story. Um, again, like Jeff, 
I was kind of wondering why wasn't there some kind of a, you know, even just a quick three-second backstage clip of Yellow Snow and Red Velvet watching them, <laughs> uh, but they, that wasn't there. So it was just Jade and Gray versus two twins uh, who will remain nameless uh, and really will remain nameless. Um, Jordan and Jaina. No, nameless. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, like I said, the match sucked, but I mean you kind of have come to expect the match to suck when it's Jade Cargill and the booking was fine. It was actually correct, which I've kind of come to expect from the Jade Cargill stuff. Her matches aren't great, but the booking is done right and the story is being told properly. So I like her. I like watching what, what she's doing because she has a shit ton of charisma, even if she's not a great professional wrestler and to give her her credit, she's getting a little bit better in the ring each time. So yeah, I mean, Crap match, good booking. Fair point. Fair point. Speaking of crap match and uh, whatever booking, we got our main event, guys. Tell them, Chris. Well, it sounds like there's been enough talk. It's time for the main event. <laughs> and yes, it is. It is time for the main event. It is Action Andretti <sighs> defeating Daniel Garcia in a marvelous. I'm being sarcastic. Main event, Jeff. I know this is uh, this is pay per view material, according to you, right? As I'm being I said, sarcastic. This, this shouldn't be a main event on any TV show, not even a YouTube show. Uh, and <laughs> as I think I, I'm not sure if we said pre-production or on the air, but you know, there were two things about this story. One is that Sammy Guevara gave Danny Garcia those new leather pants as a special gear. So maybe if you know those bunched up where they were they were defective or they stuck together, if that cost them the match, that could have made some sense. And also Jericho, who's usually pretty clever, kept kept saying if, if Garcia wins, uh, uh, Garcia go is going to be the tag team. Now that sounds Jer shocking. Yeah, Jer Jericho's always playing his greatest hits, so of course he has to go with Jericho. What he what he blew was probably his only opportunity to call the tag team Jerry Garcia. So, <laughs> I mean, so so shame on you, Chris Jericho. As far as this match is concerned, it sucked. I do not know why they're pushing this kid action Andretti so much. They have a million people on that. As I said, we started with there's two guys that were in the first segment that I don't like, that AEW fans like, that you could put the strap on them and, and they've at least earned their stripes there and have a fan. They're, why do you pick another guy that's three and a half feet tall, 106 pounds, and and have him be? Because he can flip. <laughs> he can do flippies. Just, I just I just don't get it. But uh, Jerry Garcia was a real was swing and a miss. I I thought this match was abhorrent. I think the whole thing was stupid. I mean the 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 JS people didn't even go in and and jump him and attack him. I mean there was nobody in the crowd. This, this, just Chris, tell him all the reasons it was bad. I'm I, I can't. It was it was aggressively bad. I mean, the, one of the things that really stood out to me was, I mean, they telegraphed the ending of this match anyway because they kept saying like, well, if he wins, then then he can help me, and you know, he he and I will be part of the tag team. But if he doesn't win, then I'm gonna be with this guy who's also on commentary and has nothing to do with the match other than the fact that he's obviously going to be my tag team partner next week because the guy who's in the match right now is obviously going to lose otherwise why in the hell would this guy be here on commentary with me um 
the match itself was just flippy stuff for flippy look at my flippy look at the, i can do a flippy you can do a flippy we can look like dolphins at fucking sea world doing flippies it was, it was great if you like that and if you don't like that like me and jeff don't fucking like that you know it was just kind of a hey, i don't filler. like that either for christ's sake come on boys right all right well, none of us <laughs> like that then you know we're not trampoline we're not big fans of trampoline wrestling so give me trapeze yeah i mean it was bad it was aggressively bad and again i mean everything was sort of telegraphed and honestly honestly like i was really happy to hear jr tonight and he saved a couple of things for me uh at one point he said uh he said that willie mack was wink wink just under 300 pounds and i love that he does that you know he's trying to stick to the gimmick he's trying to build the people up the way he's supposed to jr is great and i fucking love him and even he couldn't save me from the nonsense of, of chris jericho on tonight uh it was aggressive and it was frustrating and everything that was going on with him and tony tony shivani was just stupid so yeah the commentary wasn't good the match wasn't good the booking wasn't good and there was no surprise in the end yeah, sure. yeah, Jimmy. Three rings. What What do you think about that? And Jerry Garcia. Once again, people. Jerry Garcia. He could have done it. Jerry Garcia could have, should have, but didn't. It is what it is. Well, boys. Um, yeah. Look, this main event sucked. The leather pants sucked. Just quietly, Mister Garcia, and uh, action and Jerry are already on the air. Just quietly on the air. That's right. And Into just quietly. Yes. Just quietly, once again, I will say, Action and Dreddy can get fired. Dreddy, fired on the set. <laughs> oh, please, will we have guys? No, let's not do the Miz. But uh, yeah, I, I can't stand Action and Dreddy already because they're shoving him down at our mouths, literally. So it is what it is. Whatever, Garcia's a loser anyway. And um, yeah, that big thumbs down from all of us here at HMG about Rampage. And you know what? Considering we've gone practically two hours the last few episodes, this one's a action-packed hour for once, guys. So, in saying that, though... I'm comfortable calling this one around. Oh, for sure. Well, I think we can take it home, guys. I mean, that's about it. We said we said our pieces. It is what it is. It wasn't the most exciting rampage of the year, but hopefully we get some better ones in the coming weeks. Jeff, tell them where they can find you. On Twitter, RickersFellMD. You can often find me here on the HMG and Channel Attitude, usually on this show right here, Rampage on Cage. You can find me on several of the PWC shows, uh, oftentimes with the, the, uh, my two fine friends that, that you're seeing to uh, my right and uh, at or about my bottom. Uh, <laughs> my non-wrestling podcasts are uh, Garden of Doom and Garden Views. Garden of Doom is me curiously exploring things around the world, within the world, adjacent to the world, and beyond. Uh, and Garden Views is sort of similar, but more with a legal and topical-based uh, approach. Um, and also, I was on the Drew Yari's five-year anniversary this week, so congrats oh. again to Drew for that. And again, condolences to the, to the Briscoes. I, I don't know why, but a lot of people feel the same way. This one just hit a little bit. It sure did. Chris, tell them where they can find you, my friend. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at ChrisAms1. Uh, just before I go and quietly on the air into a microphone, I want to give a shout-out to Ivan Provorov, who uh, uh, this week basically told the NHL that he refused to wear the Pride jersey for warm-up. 
Uh, he wasn't rude about it. He wasn't mean. He did an interview where he said, listen, I, I respect everybody. It's just not part of my religion, and I don't want to wear the pride the pride jersey for warm-ups. So, uh, you know, I, I didn't, and I'm not going to. And, uh, again, I mean, it caused a big it caused a big stir among, you know, NHL uh, fans and pundits. A lot of people said, oh, he should go back to Russia, or he's a terrible person. And um, while I personally would have worn the jersey because I'm supportive of, you know, LGBTQ uh, plus people and their their right to play hockey, I think that we should normalize uh, accepting people saying, look, I don't like this and I don't want to support it. Uh, I think that's great. So shout outs to Provorov for that. I supported Colin Kaepernick in in his taking of the knee, and I support Ivan Provorov in, in, in this action too for exactly the same reason. It's free speech. It's not hurting anyone. It's yep. his opinion. In this case, it's a it's a religious belief. So, yeah, yeah. and well, that, really, yeah. sports. If 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 somewhere along the line they stop trying to market, you know, causes and just said sports is agnostic. Yeah, here's you your uniform, hockey. Wear the that uniform. That would be great. That would be great. Yeah. Here's your hockey. Right. You know, maybe oh. someone dies. You wear you wear a you know a black band or something, and you know. You know, and, and, you know, and maybe you have a, a different color for a severe injury like, you know, Hamlin. But everything else, no, you don't celebrate this month. You don't celebrate this holiday. You don't do this. You know, just we don't do it. That, that's it. We don't do it. No questions. That's it. We don't do it. We're not we're not we're not in causes here. Of course, this is where everyone's supposed to come together and just get behind your right. team, your colors. Keep the politics out of sport. I agree 100 percent. But um, I'm, I'm with you guys also, so that makes three of us. But um, in saying that, though, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at DJ Mass Effects and also at the PWC Network. Please like and subscribe right here at channelattitude.com where for five bucks you get to see our great mugs, talk everything AEW and Rampage in particular. Also, like and subscribe at the pwcnetwork.pubbing.com where you can find all our shows. And also, like and subscribe at hummingmediagroup.podbean.com where you can find all our affiliate shows, like Jeff's, for example. But in saying that, I'm Jimmy T, he's the Evil Dose, Jeff Lippman, and that's Chris Ams, and you've been listening and watching the HMG Rampage Uncade Show right here on channelattitude.com, and we're out. See yous. Stay with my friends.